<clears throat> Good morning. Is this thing on? Okay. Just kidding. These are jokes. I'm in a good mood. All right, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk. I do not know how long this is going to be because I only have one piece of a key thing that I want to talk about, but it might take some backstory. I'm getting away from that freeway you hear back in the background. I'm out for a morning walk. And I'd love for you to join me. My name is Larry Morris, and I'm the financial shaman. And um, what we do is we go deep into the nature of money consciousness. Uh, oh, you, I heard it. What is it? It was called wealth consciousness. I don't know what I want to. Somebody said it interestingly the other day. Oh well, it'll come to me if it comes to me. Um, we go into the nature of the self when it comes to money. We use money as a doorway into understanding ourselves better. Our thought processes, scarcity and abundance mindset, the nature of lack, the nature of always wanting more, and so on and so forth. So, um, we really do is understand the belief systems that we hold around money because if you change the belief systems you change the money or you change your life same same okay so i'm going to let you in on the secret here's the secret to money you ready it's going to sound really really basic The flow of money in your life has so much to do. If not, might as well just say it is. It's completely tied to your self-worth. That's it. Over. Two minutes. Secret given. Your self-worth is everything. When I work with people, I'm just going to give you the secret because I want to expand on it. When I work with people and I'm blocking their flow, every time it's the same thing. They don't feel they deserve money. And it's because of some root belief. They don't feel they, they can't receive. You know, Abraham Hicks talks about the law of allowing more than anything. Being able to receive what you're given. And if you don't believe you deserve, which comes from self-worth, you don't believe you deserve, you'll make all kinds of weird decisions. Huh. That is interesting. Never seen that before. Just saw a new invention. Just a simple addition to something that we. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, shiny butterfly. Okay. So, self. If you, if you don't believe you deserve something, you'll you'll do all kinds of weird stuff to block it from your life, and tell yourself all kinds of stupid things. So I'll give you an example. 
I was working with a client who, um, this is very basic, just keep it very general. Uh, I was working with a client who, um, she is a healer. I work with a lot of healers. Um, and, uh, she basically has been through a lot of stress and blah, blah, blah. Long story short, she had trouble charging for her job, for her service of a healer, holding space for someone and, um, and taking them through difficult times and things like that. So, um, so what happens so fascinating with a lot of healers is they, uh, they have a problem accepting their own healing. It's like, uh, uh, when a massage therapist wants a massage, like there's, (laughs) you know, they have to ask for it or trade it or whatever, but it's just funny. Or, you know, a beautician sits in the chair, right? It's always funny when that happens. Like they're okay with doing it for everybody else, but when it comes to themselves, they can't do it. A lot of them, not everybody. These are just general statements, not blanket statements. It's similar to me. Um, only until recently, till I started writing my book and doing these, that I notice um, I don't talk to very many people about my personal finances. So I was like, oh, I do the same thing I'm talking about. So I started to open up. And which reminds me, I need to reach out to someone about that. Uh, reached out, I opened up to get past the mental wall that was there. That about the taboo of money, but I'm going off on a tangent. So, <clears throat> healer. So, general in general, what happens is they don't see the value in what they do, so they don't accept money for it or very little for it. They have a hard time charging for it because they don't see their own self worth and they don't believe they deserve it. So, if you want to know the secret to money, the internal secret look at yourself in the mirror and say do you bring value to the world i can't answer that question for you but let's just move on and assume you do okay the amount of self-worth that you have will drastically change your finances quickly Because abundance is always trying to come at you. But this block, the blockages we have is all about there's never enough, um, which is completely ungrateful, which blocks the the flow. There's, um, I don't deserve it, which is probably the main one. I am unworthy. Um... There's also this neediness to it, this hate for it, because it controls you and your life so much. These are the main pillars. And as I'm saying them, I just never really put it that way. The main pillars of money flow. I need to write that down. Or <laughs> just re-listen to this. Um, 
the main pillars that block money flow. M main one is self-worth. That's the main domino. Oh, I like that too, domino. Um, <clears throat> that's the main domino, is the self-worth. And then the rest of them are belief systems given to you by your parents, uh, usually, or society or religion, where, like, you know, money's the root of all evil, so now wanting money makes you immoral. And then, of course, there's the fact that, um, I think, I, I don't remember when I did the podcast before, but, uh, you know, we think God is the one that's approving, approval we need to get money. And that's a, I'm pretty sure I did that last time. I might not have published it though. I'll publish it. So, um, anyway, so these are the main pillars, right? Money is the root of all evil comes from this idea that God is involved in the judgment of um, money somehow, which is total bullshit. But anyway, all right, now I can finally start to expand on these things, right? So the pillars, self-worth, the constant need for more, because it's never enough, because if you're running that thought process, it will never be enough. It'll always show you that it's not enough. That's what's going to reflect to you. More is always better is saying the same thing. You're not grateful for what you've been given. <clears throat> but the real one is the self-worth one. It's the, um, the crown jewel, as it were. And there's just a random turkey walking down the street. That's just so... We're not in Kansas anymore. Okay, so... Now... And then the moral and, you know, all the straitjacket beliefs that we have, which is like, I have to work hard for money so that I can deserve it. Jesus, I'm seeing it all over the place. Not the turkeys in my own life. Yeah, sorry, it just clicked on me. I'm working with someone outside of this work. So it's um, the mental side, strategy side. Somebody I'm working with in business and he has the same thing now that I'm thinking about it. It's dawning on me that he doesn't feel he deserves money and he's leaving a ton on the table because of that deserving. Now he gets paid really, really well. But there's, so what happens when he doesn't see the value of what he's doing? see the value of what he's doing so therefore he's not charging a lot that's funny because I can see it with my with my clients but now I just saw it with my business associate so I'm gonna have to talk to him about it <laughs> anyway okay all right so 
when you don't think you deserve, <coughs> you don't see your own value. You don't see your own value, you don't charge enough for your services. <coughs> okay, let's say you have a job. Now, you might say, um, well, I can't just go into my boss's office and ask for a raise. You could if you were valuable enough. Value is what drives everything. So the perception of value. So why would someone take a job paying minimum wage? Because they don't see their own value. And they've been taught by their parents, society, or religion that they don't have very much value. They didn't go to school. I mean, there's... You can work at In-N-Out Burger and make twice as much as minimum wage, right? Like, okay, I don't know who's listening to this. Well, In-N-Out Burger is a burger chain on the West Coast that pays way more than minimum wage because they have to hustle. But uh, let me use a different example. Like, you can, like, there's, there's other ways to get around minimum wage when you see your own value. And how much studying would it take to become specialized in something? You know, the meat department at a grocery store. Or the booze department. Or, you know, how, how, how special... You could become specialized in something and therefore give more value to the employer. You give more value to the employer, you're going to get paid more. This is simple. Now, the reason most people don't make as much as they want to make, they make as much as they need to make, but not as much as they want to make, because they don't see their own value. And this especially happens because the value is usually pegged to the employer is telling you what your value is. The employer says how much money you're worth. That's when you have a job. So then you can compare employers and locations and so on. But they're all going to say the same, those similar things, maybe. Because they are going to say how much value your time is worth to them. Right? Now, let's finally go beyond this idea. Because that's the major secret is self-worth. Now, how do you cultivate self-worth? Stop fucking judging yourself. I, I jumped to the conclusion there. Let's get, let's get back to... So, self-worth is blocked. It's one of those things where I heard a beautiful quote uh, an ancient Chinese proverb, and I don't remember the whole thing, I just remember the beginning, and that's good enough. So it's like sight is what happens when you unblock the eye, when you open the eye, right? Sound is what happens when you open the ear and listen. Truth is what happens when you open the heart. 
clarity is what happens when you open the mind. So you, it's all underneath you. It's inside of you. You just have to unblock it. So you are eternally worthy beyond measure already. It's just that you've been blocking it with all of these crazy beliefs. The beliefs that you're not good enough. The beliefs that you're supposed to be perfect. I'll get there though. Let me get there. Let's take a step back. How do we first, what is the inception of a limiting belief system that says you're not worthy? Right? What's What's the first? Well, you could say your parents, sure. But no. It's judgment. Judgment is how it begins. Judging anything as right or wrong, good or bad, is how self-worth is first diluted. Let me, let me give you an example of what I, what I mean. If you were the only person on earth, you would not be fat. Or skinny, or tall, or short, or black, or white, or anything, because there's nothing to compare you to. All of those things are comparison statements. Stupid and smart are comparison statements. You'd have to compare to someone else to make that statement. However, you could be alone. That's, that's one thing. Let's start there. This is like the, one of the top surface layers of the onion, right? So, if you realize that, then judging yourself as stupid or fat or ugly, you'd have to be comparing yourself to someone else. Or, most likely, you're comparing yourself to how you think you should be, this perfect version of yourself that you have in your mind. It would be impossible to call yourself any of those things. Ignorant, idiot, um, selfish, um, anything like that without comparing it. Oh, look at that. Woo! Found money. I'm grateful for all the abundance that comes to me. Thank you. Seems I'm on the right track. <laughs> uh, that's a joke. Okay, so it's an inside joke. I guess I'll explain it later. 
So when you fully believe that you are stupid, I'm not a turkey. I got the same one. I'm like crisscrossing this guy. When you believe you're stupid or ignorant, you're comparing yourself to your perfect self, right? And to do this means that you'd have to conjure up this perfect self. Because it's imagined. It's not real, it's just an imagined self. So, where does that come from? Well, of course, it could lead back to your parents. However, let's just, let's just go there as the next layer, right? So let's look at that. Now, what if your parents called you stupid? Wouldn't they also have to be comparing you to someone else? Like, if a parent called a child stupid... They would have to be comparing you to a child that was smart, I guess. This is always my favorite. <laughs> when a parent says, or an adult says to a child, if you want to act like a child, I'll treat you like a child. <laughs> and I'm always like, they're a child. Of course you would treat them like a child. Are they supposed to act like adults? Better question is, how do you treat children? I think we have a very, very wrong perception of what a child is. A child comes in completely unfettered by all the bullshit, and we want to domesticate them and give them all the bullshit that we've been given. Self-limiting beliefs. Unworthiness. Judgment. They can't have what they want. Like, they come in completely loving, unconditionally, completely accepting of themselves and everyone else, knowing that everything will be okay. They're fearless. They don't see color. They love animals and their planet their Mother Earth, they just love completely worthy little creatures. And yet we give them all of this horseshit. So yeah, when you treat children, be aware that they're a blank canvas, a sponge, and they're soaking up all your goddamn baggage that you haven't dealt with yet. Anyway, I digress. Of course, they wouldn't have come here if they too didn't want to evolve beyond the stuff. So, good morning. So, don't blame anyone for anything. Okay, now, back to it. So, let's say your, your parents called you stupid or ignorant. I don't know why those ones resonate with me, probably because that's what it was for me. Um, or fat or ugly, right? They'd have to be comparing you to other kids. 
And so this is another problem that happens with siblings is they get boxed in. Oh, here's the smart one. He's the, you know, personable one, friendly one, popular one. He's the, or she's the athletic one and, and so on and so forth. They get boxed in, even though they're multifaceted creatures, but they can, human beings have a tendency to compare things. See the anomaly within the comparison. Okay. So, that said, first layer is to call yourself anything like that or to be called by a parent, they'd have to be comparing you to something, right? Now, second layer. They're not comp what if they're not comparing you to anything except the imagined person? An imagined person. Here's what I mean. Let's say a parent is disappointed in you. What does that even mean? I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. Okay? Disappointed means you have, they don't approve. They have disapproval. Right? But if they're disappointed in you, or they disapprove of you, what does that actually mean? That means that they have conjured up in their mind an imagined version of you who wouldn't do the thing that you did. They have a perfect child in their head, and you're not living up to that perfect child. That's what it means. You're not living up to their imagination, which also means, step two, they do not accept you as you are. They want the imagined person, not you. Okay? Which is the definition, let's keep going into another layer. That's the definition of conditional love. Meaning that if you don't act like the imagined version in their mind, they don't love you, at least not at that moment. Because how can you unconditionally love somebody without accepting them fully? And to not accept someone fully means you're judging them and they are different than what you imagine them to be. Excuse me. They are, a parent would be in this situation, attached to the thought of the perfect child. However, and I always find this fascinating in human beings, including myself, because I was thinking back about a, a, an incident that happened when I was 19. Looking back, I'm like, that was just a kid. At the time, though, so I did, I broke the law. It was the first time I went to jail. Nothing major, but here I'm trying to justify it. Um, shoplifting at 19. So I went to jail for the better part of a day. Nothing crazy. Learned a lot in that jail cell. Changed my life, actually. I never stole again, either. But 
Point being, point being, at the time, and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself because I haven't got to this layer yet. Well, fuck it. At the time, I was so ashamed because I thought I was supposed to be perfect. My point is, what fascinates me about humans is that we don't believe in mistakes. Mistake learning, or what would be called evolution, we don't believe in it. It's like you're supposed to come right into this world and never make a mistake. This isn't actually Einstein who said it. It's actually hard to trace, and I looked it up. There's like a bunch of different variations from a bunch of different people from like the 1800s, 1700s. Bottom line is, the quote, roughly, is uh, someone who never made a mistake, never tried anything new. So why do we, so I, the reason I bring up my, my mistake was that I was learning, I was testing my, <laughs> testing the fences, I was uh, testing my environment, I was learning, and I made a mistake, but I learned from it, right, I evolved. And it wouldn't be the last time I was ever put in jail either. That's my rebellious side. The little that I know what I was really rebelling against, but that's okay. More on that later. So, the point is, I always find it fascinating that... Wow, another one. Woo! Today's my day. Oh. Thank you for the symbol of abundance. Woo! Appreciate it. Okay. Now, we come to this layer. You're probably thinking, not so much about another another coin that I found, or how I seem to attract money, (laughs) is uh, probably thinking, what does this have to do with money? It has everything to do with it. Remember, the number one reason, or the crown jewel, I should say, because it could differ from life to life, but most of the time I find it to be a common thread. The number one reason blocking money flow is the lack of self-worth in your life. That's the secret, remember? Okay, so now we're just uncovering what is self-worth, and it has to do with self-acceptance. So let's keep going to another layer. You've already realized that you make mistakes as a human being inherently, you're gonna make mistakes. But we tend to judge ourselves for those mistakes. Okay, so let's stay with the parents. This is one layer. So a parent tells, 
tells you you're stupid. Now, or ugly, now you adopt that into your mind. Because all of us have that parent in our head. For instance, my father is long gone. Yet I can still hear it in my head. Which means I haven't dealt with it fully yet. But you know what I say? Unprocessed trauma is a gift waiting to be unwrapped. There's gifts there. There's so much. I've learned so much from unraveling my own traumas. Unwrapping the gifts. Anyway, okay. All right. So, now, we have this in our head. And the beginning, the absolute first beginning of the loss of self-worth, the covering up, I should say, the closing of the eyes, the closing of the self-worth. Imagine, yeah, we'll get there later. The, the inception is judgment. Because to judge anything as right or wrong, good or bad, immediately means that you too can be judged. It's judge not lest ye be judged. that pertaining to other people it's not it's judge not it's not judge other people not judge not lest ye be judged if you judge anything as good or bad you too then will become good or bad Because the judge will live inside of you. Now, there's a difference between judgment and preferences. Like, we're exploring the contrast of reality to see what preferences or flavors you want. And like and don't like. Like, I prefer... uh, I don't know why it always goes to food with me. I love fruit. You know, I'm a vegetarian. Vegan if I can be, which most of the time I can. And so, I prefer fruit, especially in the morning, or actually early afternoon. But, if someone had something else, bread and, you know, whatever, jelly or something, 
I would be happy with that. I prefer fruit, but I'm happy with this too. You see what I mean? Like, or this is a life experience. It's not good or bad that they have it, right? It's this life experience where it's like, um, I prefer the beach. It doesn't mean I'm just not as happy in the mountains. Definitely not as happy as in the desert. <laughs> Which is funny because that's where I live. In the desert in the wintertime, it's fine. Desert in the wintertime, it's fine. But uh, life experience. I prefer not to be robbed. But if I am then that's okay. It's not good or bad. Now, it doesn't mean I wouldn't fill out a police report. Because we have social agreements that we've made. And I will abide by that. I live in this country and in this world. My point is, I prefer not to be robbed. But I don't judge it as good or bad. It's not like, oh, this terrible thing happened to me. It's like, this is what happened. I'm, lo- I'm still alive. I, can, I basically gave to this person who needed it more than me. Because I'm in touch with abundance. And I will, probably more will come because a vacuum was created. I'm not worried about it. It's not bad. Again, I don't prefer it. But it doesn't, it's not bad to me. It's not evil. It just is. Well, then you go down that rabbit hole of, well, what if I'm stabbed? What if I'm physically wounded? You know, what if there's a rape? Or anything like that. If you're still alive, then there's things to learn from it. And you're ultimate goal is to evolve beyond it not carried around with you anyway the judge in your mind there is a perfect version of you in your head perfect version of you in your head and when you don't measure up to that perfect person you dilute your self-worth you close off because you're comparing yourself to that perfect person that imagined perfect you with the six-pack abs or the great body that never does anything wrong. It's perfectly happy and at peace. And abundant, rich. Everybody loves them. They can do no wrong. Everybody laughs at every, every joke they tell. They never get upset. They never make a mistake. They're perfect. Who the fuck this world does that live in? Only in your head. Because that's imagination used incorrectly you're perfect now you just don't see it and this is what's blocking your money flow 
You would rather hold on and attach to that image in your mind of a perfect human being that you believe you're supposed to be, and get all of your parents' approval and society's approval, and of course God's approval, by being that perfect human being, then accepting who you are right now, and therefore unblocking all of your money problems. Everything is for you, not to you. Any money trauma, or any trauma period, that's waiting to be uncovered. It constantly comes up in the way you react to things because it wants to be seen. It's ready for to be unwrapped. Everything happened the way it was supposed to happen. Everything happened perfectly to get you to this moment to go, wait a minute. What if he's right? Of course, that would be a judgment then, wouldn't it? Right or wrong. What if he is... (laughs) What if I am perfect, just the way I am. When you set out to do something, if you try to do it right, then the judge comes with you. It means you're bringing self-judgment into it. So many people are afraid of doing life wrong. You can't do it wrong. It's life and you're unconditionally loved and fully accepted. You just don't accept that. You don't accept yourself. I do it too still sometimes. Sometimes I'll look in the mirror and not like it. And then there's people out there that'll say, well, isn't that what you're supposed to do? I mean, if you liked your body, you wouldn't work out. That's not true. I love my body. I feed it amazing things. Make sure to give it sunlight. Love and clean water. Organic food and plenty of steps all the time. point is, you don't need to hate it to change it. You need to accept it. So you can love it, and then you can listen to it. We don't listen to our bodies. We don't listen to our emotions. We drug them. I did it for many years. 26 years of boozing. I didn't want to hear stress. 
didn't want to hear where it was coming from. Didn't want to listen. Anyway, let me wrap this up. When you can radically accept yourself, your money will flow. Because you're going to radically accept it too. That it's perfect just the way it is. And if you already feel resistance to that, that's your first clue. I can't accept my money the way it is. I'm broke. Still breathing, aren't you? You just want me to accept. I can't accept being this down and out. Why? To be down and out or to be broke would mean you'd be comparing yourself to someone else that has money or the perfect you, wouldn't you? Are all your basic needs met? Are you still breathing air? Drinking water, eating food, sleeping every day in some kind of a shelter of some sort. Still, still able to connect and talk to human beings or connect to God or nature. Are you able to express yourself? Then the only reason you think you need more money because you're comparing it to something else. And therefore, it's not in alignment with your comparison to this perfect human who has all of the stuff that you want. The more you live in your body, in your story, accept exactly who you are, this truck's gonna drive by. Right, well, I'm trying to make my big point, and I appreciate you for that. The more accept you are, the more you accept who you are, and air break into your own story, stop living in the future and comparing it to the perfect self, the more your life will change. You don't have to live in the future where one day I'll be happy when all this shit happens and I get to be that perfect human with this perfect bank account and all this stuff under control. Then I'll be happy. You could be happy now by simply accepting who you are. I told you it's a secret. Most people don't want to accept it though. Truck stop, more like a truck start. Am I right? Constantly going, I'm kidding. All right. I love you. I appreciate you. No matter where you are. Just ask yourself this. 
What would I have to believe about myself to believe that I am not worthy of what it is that I look to create in my life? What would I have to believe to not be worthy? Then you'll begin to undo your own onion layer. I love you. Good journey.